Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ben Green, sometimes known as Producer Ben from the Football Weekly Podcast, and we are sat in my house, in my children's bedroom, and I'm here with my partner in pod, it's John Ashdown. Always known as John Ashdown. Hello, John Ashdown. Now, you, you've just uh, removed yourself from uh, a very undignified spot <laughs> on a children's-sized chair. You're now sitting on the floor with me, with the microphone perched on a chair with I'm, Darth Vader on it. I'm still making use of the children's chair by perching my microphone on there. Yeah, this is a surreal recording um, situation, but of a very... Well, I, d- I don't know whether that was a surreal pay-per-view. We've just been watching Fastlane. Um, surreal or just entirely underwhelming? Yeah, pretty pretty underwhelming, wasn't it? I can't really think. Nothing really stuck out at all. I mean, the end was we were kind of pausing it as we went along. Just basically what you could work out by the amount of time left in the pay-per-view what was going to happen. Um, so it just meant, you know, that became predictable. Yeah, there were no kind of, there were a very few high spots, really. Yeah, I was saying to you that this event really, really lacked someone like AJ Styles. That kind of level of performer, I have a very big soft spot for AJ and his high-flying style. But yeah, there was just nothing, there was nothing to, to raise the pulse or do anything like that. That main event was exactly what they wanted to do with it, but I'm not along for that journey at all. <laughs> it, was, it was rubbish. So we, we paused it seven minutes uh, to the end of the pay-per-view when uh, both competitors were in the ring. Uh, the bell hadn't rung, so technically the uh, the match hadn't started, but there was uh, two and a half, three minutes of stalling. We thought there's not enough time for a run-in uh, <laughs> from anyone, uh, from, from Brock or Jericho. And then lo and behold... Uh, yeah, ring the damn bell. And uh, it wasn't really a run-in, and more of a saunter on to the stage as Jericho's music hit, and he provided the distraction for... Goldberg to do his two moves of doom and seal uh, a second win. Sorry, Spear and Jackhammer, he's the new Universal title holder, which means he will fight Brock at WrestleMania and that match will be for the title, which gives it a bit of spice. Yeah, but- although I mean, I was sort of saying afterwards that I don't know if those two really need the title. I mean, that's a feature, that's going to be a feature match anyway. Um, and it just means you've lost the title from... Uh, another match so instead of having you know the the um the world the world title match um then presumably owens and jericho in a uh the, the universal title match and goldberg and lesnar in a separate match you've you know the the owens and jericho is just sort of a a, pl- a much plainer feud in a way i mean i'm massively down on goldberg i was never a fan of him in the first place but him being champion now of this new belt that they created which should establish a new generation of, of talent. We think back to SummerSlam when the match to kind of uh, mint that championship uh, was between Rollins and Finn Balor. You know, two young stars. Um, injury, 
for Finn means he has to give it up. It goes to Kevin Owens, another young, in terms of WWE career, performer. Roman Reigns has competed for it as well. You know, the top guys, but the new guys as well. And now to give it to, to Goldberg, I feel is a real slap in the face to the new to the new guys. And then to either for Goldberg either to retain it or for part-time Brock Lesnar to get it afterwards. It's not good. It's not a good look at all. It, it shows the reliance on the older talent. It's like when Rock beat CM Punk for the championship, went up against Cena, blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, it's not a good look. I, I assume it'll be a fairly short run. Well, I mean, a, a four-week run for, for Goldberg with the belt, presuming that sort of Lesnar beats him for it at Mania, though you never really know. And I don't mind sort of using the old talent as long as you use it uh, in a, you know, to get the newer guys over and to help help them along, and I think sort of jobbing out KO in ten seconds or less doesn't necessarily do that. Even you know, all the distraction always was obviously there, but I still think it makes him look like a bit of a chump. Yeah, um, and they made a few. They made you know, it was a it was a strange night for for a few things like that in terms of you know older guys. You know, uh, Big Show beating Rusev, yeah, fairly fairly clean and fairly emphatically, which doesn't seem to make a huge amount of sense to me. But, yeah, it was a, it was a slightly odd evening in that uh, in that sense. Yeah, well, we'll get to another couple of matches um, in, in a moment, just uh, if I can finish my uh, my Goldberg rant. I feel I feel he's like um, he's like Richard Wright. He's like a third-choice goalkeeper at a Premier League club, and tons of money, does nothing, um, is there to collect the glory. Richard Wright, I, I believe, earned 130 grand a year and played uh, a total of zero matches for Man City over the course of a four-year contract. Um, but he was very good in training, apparently. I don't even think Goldberg is very good in training. Um, yeah, he's done... So in the two singles matches that he's been in, he's done a uh, possibly five moves in total because he lifted up uh, Brock at the beginning, you know, rammed him into the rammed him into the corner post. But again, it is Spear and Jackhammer, which is his shtick, fair enough, but... They were talking about his, he was undefeated on pay-per-view going back to 2003 in singles matches. Now that's because he's been away for over a decade and that's because he, he wasn't there for very long in the first place. I, just, I have never got Goldberg. Tell me as a WCW guy <laughs> what I'm missing out on. Well, to be, to be fair, what, they, what they're doing in sort of slow motion is his initial run when he first came in, he would pretty much just hit a spear and a jackhammer and, and beat people. Um, and his his thing was this was the streak, which lasted up until uh, Starcade ninety eight when uh, Kevin Nash, who had the book at the time, uh, <laughs> made sure that he was the one that, uh, that ended the streak, which I think was a, a one hundred and sixty seven and zero at one point, <laughs> um, something along those lines. Um, and so, and after that, Goldberg never really got the the magic the magic back because. He was so limited in the ring. He was a great character. He didn't really speak on the mic very much, and and that helped. You know, he, he the fact that he didn't need to, his sort of character came over in other ways, and the fact that he just won every week uh, was enough to get him over. But um, yeah, since then, uh, I mean, he did he did main event Starcade '99 as well against Bret Hart, ending ending his career, or at least accelerating the end of Bret's career. Well, he, did, he accelerated him getting a stroke, having a stroke. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. But although it was although Bret got a concussion, it was you know, in part because he continued to wrestle after that and got some other fairly bad whacks. Um, uh, but anyway, that's completely gone gone off a tangent. But yeah, but Goldberg's initial initial run was great, but 
you know, post post that sort of Kevin Nash defeat, uh, the magic sort of went. I, and what they're doing, in, you know, he's now on another sort of streak of uh, squashing people, just like he was back in, you know, uh, 97. So... Did he hug and kiss his family at the end of the there match? There was much, much less hugging and kissing of family. And did you notice that he was kind of looking over to them quite a lot? Yeah. When they were sort of sort of facing off. Like when they are actually being introduced, or when Owens was being introduced, the, the, he was, seemed to be gesturing to his... Um, Goldberg seems to be gesturing to his family. and Maybe it's because he's embarrassed of how he makes his living. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Is it, it, yeah, it's a weird... It'll be, I am, I, I'm fairly sure it'll be a, one of those weird, brief sort of returns that nobody really looks back on particularly fondly in years to come. But I don't... I don't I'm not hating it. I mean, I'm not loving it either, but I'm not hating it like you do, I don't think. Okay, well, you talked about his streak being uh, 167, 1,067, a lot of a lot of squash matches. Uh, someone's streak who's ended is uh, Charlotte, the, the queen of the pay-per-view. She lost her women's, Raw Women's Championship match against Bailey. This was not a bad match, an odd build, an even odder finish to it. Tell me, tell me what you thought of this. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't mind it too much. I thought it was a solid match. I thought it was better than their match at the Rumble, which I think was a little bit. It was a little bit smoother than that. Yeah, I think I think the right result for Bailey to retain. Sasha Banks made the run in towards the end, uh, providing the uh, distraction. Essentially, it was a distraction um, for Bailey to hit a Bailey to Bailey outside on the on the concrete floor, and then to repeat the trick. Inside, I hope it sort of sets up a, a triple threat match at Mania for the three of them, and uh, possibly a Sasha Banks heel turn. But um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the match. I kind of I, I like watching both Bailey and Charlotte in the ring. I think they're both good performers. So for this triple threat match, you would uh, you would hope to see Sasha turn heel? Did you are you saying that? I think that's that's. Or would you like to see Bailey turn heel? Uh, we were discussing that she has kind of shades of one, two, three kid about her at the moment, <laughs> and we'd like to see her turn ex Pacian. Well, get get some doing, Bailey heat. Yeah, yeah, start doing pretend jujitsu moves and end up in a dubious video with Braun Strowman yeah. <laughs> sometime uh, later on. Um, no, well, Bailey's like, is the kind of, she'll have to be a perennial Cena-esque baby face, I would have thought, because that's just, the that doesn't work any other way. Um, so, I don't know, it's just, it's, I think if I was booking it, then that's what what I'd do. I'd have that sort of triple threat and a Sasha Hill turn, but you just, I, 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 I struggle to call what they're, what they're going to do. It could be any of that or none of that. The, the wrestling cognoscenti are saying that this title run has come way too early for her, and I, I agree. I feel that she is uh, very much like Sami Zayn, actually. You know, she's, um, you know, very plucky, gives good fight. Remember, she had that amazing match with, with Sasha at NXT uh, coming up to two years ago, I think, now. But, you know, Sami Zayn you can never see as a world champion. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses, he's... Um, he's always going to put on good matches, but he's never going to be that top tier. He'd be a good intercontinental champion for a short run. Unfortunately, uh, despite the women's division having two titles, one of them isn't the IC belt. So uh, Bailey has to win the 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 big the big belt itself. But I feel she is better chasing and and always coming up short. I think, or you know, rather than than being the champ itself. I mean, partly because uh, Charlotte is Charlotte is so head and shoulders above the rest of that division. As a performer, as an athlete, 
she's genetically <laughs> superior, of course. Um, but she is, she should be the champ for a very long time. So that was, that was that match. It was uh, much better than the other women's match, which was Sasha, uh, against Nia Jax. Oh, that Nia Jax is limited. Ah, she's, yeah, she's a walk and, walk and hold, walk and hold. Um, doesn't, doesn't move athletically really, sort of has a sort of plodding, I mean, she's an impressive, she's physically incredibly impressive, but doesn't sort of use that, doesn't. Um, make the most of it. There's just there's a difference between walking around being a, a um, you know a kind of huge physical specimen and and using that to portray kind of to be sort of sinister and dangerous and be sort of slow and methodical and threatening. And she doesn't do that really. She just does it. it's just much more sort of plodding and dull. Really. I mean, there was there's no force in any of her rest hold moves. No. <laughs> you know, the knee in the back. Um, what else? I I couldn't tell you beyond what she did, other than that that kind of abdo- like an abdominal stretch, something like that. That it just it looks like she's sitting and you know got Sasha's arms up. It's um and Sasha's soul that Sasha sells well, but yeah, the, the the heel has to do more in that regard. So you know, Nia Jax I'm sure will be the champion at some point, but she has got a very very long way to go. You know, Sasha's. And I was actually quite disappointed to see Sasha in this kind of match because she's much better up against someone who can go with her technically. Um, it was it was poor. Um, now, the night did, however, get off to a very good start, we should say. And perhaps this <laughs> set us up um, for false expectations. But Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe was a really, really good match. Was- yeah, I thought it was yeah solid affair. Uh, I, I did enjoy seeing the, the signs on the hard camera there saying Jack Tunney is my president and the, the two fans in the front row uh, dressed as, as Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor and that demon Finn. Good going, you two. But um, back, back to the match itself. Yeah, Joe, um, always mean, he's big. I love that kick he a, does in the in the corner. Um, he's got I, a great song. He does, got great music. And I've seen him, I've seen him live and it's, uh, it's even more kind of bassy. Yeah. And menacing in real life. He was uh, he was a babyface when he came out there. So he was still it was when he just joined NXT and he was teaming up with Finn. Uh, and I can't remember who who they were up against, but it was very impressive to see him come out. And yeah, he's good. Um, I would like to see him against Brock at some point, or uh, even Cesaro. I think they they could have a nice physical match. Very very sad to see Cesaro meandering about in yeah. the, in the i mean to call it the mid card is is actually doing the mid card just <laughs> <laughs> justice it, it would just happen to be in the middle of the pay-per-view so uh jinder mahal rusev cesaro and big show just dicking about <laughs> <laughs> absolutely pointless stuff uh yeah that was kind of that that was the kind of guts of the pay-per-view as well that was the real it was a long that whole sort of rusev um mahal section because they were doing they're arguing beforehand. Both came out. Um, had to sort of have a scrap to decide who gets who got to wrestle first. Um, and then Cesaro came out, and there was a fifteen-minute match. It felt like a fifteen-minute match. It might not have been quite that long. And then uh, Big Slow came out for a, a ten-minute match. And it just like it, any sort of air that was in the paper just sort of sucked. Seemed to suck it all out. Um, and you know, Big Slow going over hugely emphatically against Rusev, who. Who has gone in a from in a year from being like the uh, you know Bulgarian or Russian killer to the Bulgarian bozo? Very nice, um, a bit like Samson 
maybe that he's lost his and hair. Now he's lost his hair. Yeah. yeah, that haircut's only happened in the last week or so. Uh, he's he's handsome Rusev now. Just in case you're not keeping up with the the current week to week product, John. Um, Lana sporting some tin foil on her legs. Uh, like a whole roll of it. Um, like <laughs> very high knee, high boots. Like she was ready for a basting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Cesaro, uh, very muscly man, but I, he's got the worst entrance music, which people have talked about for a long time. He no longer has that James Bond rip-off suit shit, but he's inherited the Swiss 1-9, Rey Mysterio 619, but done... <laughs> with slower. because he's Swiss, yeah. Uh, that's 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 bad. Looks a bit naff, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, got enough naff moves. He's got the the swingy roundabout thing, which I, I yeah. You don't like the giant swing. Um, what did you think about Jinder Mahal? Seeing him there, he was I, jacked. Yeah, well, it was it was like like very veiny, but not as sort of you know not huge, but like well, obviously fairly huge. It was a very he had a very strange vascular yeah. as as Vince would call him incredibly vascular. Um, he didn't look particularly <laughs> look particularly well to be honest, and he didn't. I mean, he was he was he was he was fine, um, but I I didn't really get the point of either of those two matches. Really, it was just to fill up, fill up some time. Really, speaking of filler, Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson, and that's the tag team titles, and it it was it's just filler. But then Enzo and Cass for me just are are filler. They're doing what the New Day were doing. You know, talking about filler, the new day came out to flog their own their new brand of ice cream before WrestleMania. So, you know, there'll be Bootio cereals and Bootio ice creams as well. But that kind of comedy entrance call and response makes me feel very old. Yeah, I kind of, I don't. Yeah, it's not for us though, is it? It's it's not. We're not the target market. It's for, for the kids. Sort of it's for yeah. kids buying t-shirts and boxes of cereal, or their parents buying boxes of cereal for them. Yeah. Match of the night contender, uh, I put it up there with, uh, with Zane and Joe, was uh, the Cruiserweight match. Neville versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Or Gallagher. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you Gallagher or Gallagher? Gallagher, I would say. But like I don't Noel. Know yeah. yeah. I think that's right. He's from Manchester. Yeah, you know. so it's one of the Gallagher family. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's the ginger <laughs> pay, pasty. He should come out to, like, Wonder Wars. <laughs> Although Vince obviously would never pay for the uh, the rights. Yeah. Or you could get, you know, come out to a B-side, round our way or something. Yeah. Now, uh, I was pretty down on, on Gentleman Jack uh, in our Royal Rumble uh, pay per view. having pretty much the spot of the, uh, the Rumble. With the, with the spinny umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> the William Um uh, he's gone up a lot in my estimation since then now I I, I said in the Rumble that I I saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic and was very very impressed with him there he went toe to toe with Neville here he's he's a strong he is much stronger than he looks I described him as having the physique of a small boy (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah he's he's he's, just because he doesn't have much muscle definition and he's so white Mm, he is a pasty man he's a very pasty man but yeah, his 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 turnbuckle spot is is good when he sort of headstands on top of the top of the top turnbuckle when he's being whipped in. Yeah, and just sort of stares at the uh, the opponent, which was he did that twice. And that was that the was crowd an... really enjoyed that as well. Like there was just a bit of light relief about it. Yeah, good. crowd enjoyed him, uh, and he's got the the vicious headbutts. His he did three of them. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to work out how he makes the sound and. I think it's because he hits his thighs. You think it's ne- or it was in this case Neville hitting his thigh or, or yeah, something. Yeah, possibly. I could, it was quite hard to, which is you know, great. It's yeah. quite hard to tell who, 
who was doing it. But it was a, it makes a great noise. It just looks fun, looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete nutcase move <laughs> to do. Uh, but that was good. And Neville, really impressive. He's so much bigger than the rest of that division. He's doing some much better character work now that he's got a character. Mm. <laughs> um, and he did he did his red arrow finisher, and he did one from the second rope as well, which was I don't know how he manages to spin that quickly, yeah, that far. Yeah, very impressive. And he got the cra- the, the crowd who were completely dead as they are for almost de- well certainly on pay per view for every cruiserweight match that sort of comes out. Um, this time they actually they they got into it. Though. I think the the two performers managed to to turn the crowd in their uh, in their favour, and but you know they were they were into it by the end. At that point, John, let's take a break and sell some rate. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. People of parts unknown, we've teamed up with Cornerstone to give you a spectacular offer on their shaving products. Just head to cornerstone.co.uk slash unknown and you'll get £10 of your first order. That means you can pick up a personally engraved razor and six super sharp blades for just four quid. You can shave your beard to be as smooth as John Cena, take it to your head if you want the stone cold look, or you can do a Ric Flair and strap one to your finger whenever you need to juice. Although Cornerstone do not recommend you do that. Anyway, try it out and if you don't love your first Cornerstone shave, they'll give you your money back with no questions asked. Cornerstone have also got some delicious skincare products too. I'm a mark for their pre-shave scrub exfoliator. Their sensitive shave gel with ginger and eucalyptus is the best for business. And for the finish, there's the post-shave balm with soothing and cooling mint and honey extracts to restore your skin's natural balance and reduce irritation, brother. The brand is Cornerstone. Check them out and get £10 of your first order at cornerstone.co.uk slash unknown. That's U-N-K-N-O-W-N. John, you're the kind of guy who uses a cornerstone razor on your head, and it looks great. Oh, thank you, Ben. Yes, I am. I do uh, run the razor every now and again. And speaking of razors and bald heads, etc., etc., last uh, on our last episode, we threw out there the best bald wrestlers of all time. Uh, thank you very much, Brad fourteen oh five ND. I can't pronounce your surname properly. Uh, your top five bald men were Hogan, Austin, Vader, Iron Sheik, and Bam Bam Bigelow. And I threw back at you, Kurt Angle, Hall of Fame Kurt Angle, who uh, was very bald by the end of his run uh, as a result of a hair versus hair match, I believe, with Edge. Has, has there ever been, um, there must have been at some point, but a, a women's wrestler uh, who... Luna Vachon had bald was, sides. Yeah, she was like, a, she had a bit of a Braun Strowman kind of cut, didn't she, really? It was kind of a, a Brazilian, if you will. <laughs> Almost. It was like half bald and half normal. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, because because it's a you know I think we saw in certainly in the Nia Jax Sasha match the uh, the amount of hair pulling going on. If yeah. you didn't have hair, you'd have be at an advantage because then your opponent wouldn't be able to ragdoll you around. And speaking of ragdolling around, John Braun Strowman himself versus Roman Reigns, um, kind of the 
the second, the joint main event on this match, certainly how it was billed, came on third last. This is a pretty good power power match, you know, strongman versus strongman, if you will. I have a bit of a problem with Roman's new footwear. It's really changed his whole gait and his whole walk. He's now walking like a dude, like a bit like, um, well, actually like the Usos are now walking in heel mode. Um, but he's kind of, because he's got trainers now instead of uh, uh, like army boots, he's uh, kind of got a touch of the John Cena's around him and the, on the lower half of his body. But it's, it's just changed things a lot. I, I, I didn't like it. He's got, yeah, it makes him look a bit more sort of sprightly. Yeah, he's got sportswear on. And, you know, if he's wearing, if he's got sportswear, he shouldn't be wearing his, his combat trousers. Yeah. He should be wearing track trousers or he should be wearing trunks. Yeah. And he certainly shouldn't be wearing his big vest and chest protector thing. Hey, the man has an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal physique. I don't know why they cover it up. I had a dream about Roman Reigns in the last week. I dreamt that I was uh, it's kind of like on a holiday camp thing. And I, I don't know whether I'd sort of gone to uh, like a, a WWE show or something, but I certainly had time with Roman sitting at sitting at a bar makes it sound far cooler than it was it was at a at a location where juice and things were served and we were just having a nice chat and he was um he was absolutely charming it was a, it was a nice rest of the dream i'm pleased to hear he's a nice man yeah dreams. i'm really hoping that when uh they come over in may and uh if wwe want to extend the hand of friendship back to us here that um that roman will be one of the people that they'll put up inevitably it'll be shameless which will be fun but, you know, I want Roman. I want Paul Heyman. Uh, <laughs> you want to see Roman without his clothes on. That seems to be the, the, the subtext here. Well, it's good. I'm interested to see the rest of his tattoo. That's why. Um, anyway, this match versus Strowman. Yeah. Um... I said before it kicked off, uh, one of these two will be fighting The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And uh, The Undertaker would do some sort of run-in. Also the possibility of Finn Balor against one of them you know because he's he's on his way back and he's on raw uh we didn't see either of them instead and rather shockingly we saw reigns win clean in the middle of the ring uh stroman's undefeated streak ends roman's superhero antics continue people boo this was a very odd finish i thought for this match i thought this this had uh schmoz all over it for the end uh you know keep keep braun strong keep roman strong and plucky and instead this is just going to anger people even more i don't resent roman winning at all i I like him a lot although he did do too many oohs yeah and superman punches but he but he has to against this kind of big the big monster yeah against your aj styles of this world he can do more technical stuff or or at least participate in more technical things this was this was a strongman match yeah absolutely it was kind of like a, a few slams but mostly sort of punches and this was a more advanced <laughs> match of of hogan versus use basically <laughs> well yeah it was, it, you know strong like if yeah reigns is is as i suppose in a way the current hogan and Strowman was kind of monster of the month, um, or is monster of the month. Um, yeah, he came off the. He did the the thing that you should never do if you're a, a big man, is go up to the top rope when you never ever go up to the top rope. Never. And then miss, which is of course you miss because every time anybody that size goes up to the top rope, they miss. He absolutely knackered his knees when yeah, he came down there. And then 
He looked he looked terrified up there. He, he was so shaky. He had no business up there at all. Character by like wobbling and looking terrified. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was saying, you know, in terms of kayfabe, why he went up there in the first place seemed seemed odd. He doesn't do high flying moves. Well, yeah, there was no kind of like, what do I need to do to? He could have just done away. a splash. Yeah, it was. It was just to give it. You know, I don't know. It I mean, was, I was I was impressed. Uh, you know, considering where he was a year ago, um, you know, as part of the Wyatts and just sort of you know hanging around the back mm. and occasionally doing uh, uh, some sort of slam on someone you know he's good um he's, he's good as a singles man. competitor yeah. he do, he does what he has to do did the uh, the vulcan nerve grip which <laughs> <laughs> the commentary team said they hadn't seen done in quite some time there's a reason for that but <laughs> but he he did the business um i i i think that they've done his character a real disservice by having him lose clean. Um, and I don't know where you go from there with, um, with, with Braun. Maybe you just asked Rusev. Yeah. That's, which, that's the direction that, you know, that's the, and it takes, isn't it? it takes so much time to build up this monster heel, uh, and they can just kill it straight away. Yeah, and yeah. they've got no one else waiting in the wings, such as the undertaker who, we thought we we're going to come in at the end. Uh, Reigns hung around a long time after after the win, pointing at the sign and all that. And that's when we thought we'd hear the dong, and Undertaker would wheeze his way <laughs> down the aisle. But no, no he, he wasn't there. He'd have to hide in the ring. He wouldn't be able to get down the aisle. He'd have to like poke out from underneath the ring and just pop up when the lights came up, much like he did in the Rumble. So, who do you see Undertaker going up against out of those two? Well, Roman, because it's a bit pointless now if he goes against Strowman, isn't it? Seeing as Roman's already beat him, so it'd, ha- it'd have to be. It's got to be Roman against Taker if that's the direction they're going in. Okay, so I was going to say that Finn Balor versus Roman would be pretty good to to set up as you know essentially the n- number one contender for the Universal Title when that finally is sorted. You know, I'm just thinking out loud now, John. But <laughs> Finn versus Brock. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that further down the road. Finn straight into the main event last SummerSlam, wasn't it? That you know that it was his, that was his first match, pretty much. I think yeah, it was his first match in the. It was his first. Well, it was his first pay per view match yeah, as well. They see him as a main eventer, or at least you know. Now he would be brilliant, of course. Uh, WWE is coming this way in May. Um, if he could come over as champion, so by that time, I don't know what the schedule is like in terms of pay per views after uh, after Mania, but you would certainly hope and think that they have a plan to make uh, Finn. Universal champion again at that point, but who knows? Maybe it'll still be Goldberg. John, what did we eat today? I'm feeling incredibly sluggish. Our listeners, the millions and millions of listeners out there, uh, they want to know what we've been eating. This uh, this gets the best response, certainly from my brother and sister. Oh, really? Listen, <laughs> yeah. What have we been eating today? We had some cheese and pickle uh, ridge cut. Tyrrells, were they? I Tyrrells think they crisps? were Tyrrells, yeah. Gentleman Jack's favourite crisp brand. <laughs> uh, then I, it was my turn to, to get the pizzas, so I called in at Sainsbury's on the way and picked up a Taste of Difference. Posh, You're the million dollar man here. Yeah, yeah, posh mushroom and ham affair. And also a, a stuffed crust pepperoni. They were okay. They were a bit filling, a bit filling. I am struggling to... Yeah breathe and move and, and put together cogent thought yeah um and we had some bits of chicken little chicken mini bite things and some salad it was it was a feast a salad 
I have to say was exceptional. The pizzas were good pizzas. Um, what did you think of the reggae reggae sauce that I introduced you to? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a bit, probably a bit too spicy for me for a condiment. See, I have you down as a spice person. I am a spice person, but I don't know if I necessarily want that in my barbecue sauce. I kind of like a smooth, smooth and mild barbecue sauce. Would you prefer mayo or ketchup in that scenario? Um, no, I enjoyed it. I would. I wouldn't go for mayo with pizza. I'm not talking about pizza, John. I'm talking chicken dippers. Okay. Well, I I quite like the onion and. Sort of onion and garlic stuff. Okay, I can't stand garlic. Yeah, it's weird. That. No, but I, um, yeah, I kind of like. I like the HP do a good barbecue sauce. Do you know why HP sauce is called HP sauce? Well, it's the Houses of Parliament. It's the Houses of Parliament sauce. Do you know what it was called in the sixties and seventies? No, I don't actually. Wilson's gravy. That's oh, really. Um, I know this because um, I had to look at it on Wikipedia to settle an argument with my wife. Well, not an argument, a discussion, a discussion debate. with my wife um, when we went out for breakfast. There was some HP sauce on the table and I said, that's made by HP Foods. And she said, no, it's not, it's made by Heinz. And it is made by Heinz now because they bought it out. And I couldn't remember what HP stood for, um, but it is Houses of Parliament sauce. Yeah, because they've got the Houses of Parliament on the bottle. Yeah. This is... <laughs> The sort of stuff that we should do. A, we should do a condiments podcast. I think that would that would, we might get some more listeners with that. Just do Ben and John's saucy chat. Listeners, let us know uh, your favourite condiment. You'll find me at Green Ben Green on Twitter. John, how do they find you? At John underscore Ashdown. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Parts Unknown podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you for WrestleMania. God, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> bye, bye, John. Bye.